G'day Groovy Humans. Now before we get cracking into today's episode, I have a couple of questions I want you to ponder for a wee minute, and then I'll introduce our guest. So the first question, when was the last time you had a fun-filled day in your life? Maybe it was today. Maybe you can't even remember. Maybe you don't even know what fun means. And that's okay. Let's just explore that for a minute. And the second question, what are those fears or limiting beliefs that are holding you back from living the life that you want in this world? Living the life that you choose. Living your life lit up and in alignment to your true purpose, to your true self. Now take a little minute to do that and I'll introduce our guest. So today on the show, we have the fun-filled, wisdom-filled Deb Han. And Deb's going to share with us her philosophies around fun, philosophies around fear versus faith, and the work that she does around the art of connection. The art of connection is not just around connecting with other people. We actually talk about connecting to ourselves, connecting to who we truly are and what we truly want in this lifetime. I hope you enjoy the episode. Sit back, relax, grab a cuppa, of course. Let's get cracking. Today on the show, we have a, a very special guest, Deb Han from Hands On Coaching. Welcome to the show, Deb. Thank you, Maya. Thanks for having me. No worries. Could you uh, just describe a little bit about what you do in the world? What do I do in the world? God, <laughs> a great question. Uh, I could be really short. I, I coach. <laughs> I do. I coach. But you know what? Um, it, it is such a really great question because what I, what I do, or at least what I really hope I do, is that I help people discover more of what they love and ultimately therefore then do more of what they love. Um, we all get caught up in that thing of the things that we have to do mm. um, and we do that. But what about when it comes to doing the things that we actually love and, you know, desire to do? So that's a really sort of broad way of putting it, but that's kind of what I do. I love that. I love that. And I believe you work, do some work in, I guess, corporates and the workplace. So what sort of work do you do there specifically? Would you believe the same thing? That's it. <laughs> it's everywhere. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, it's I'm being super simplistic, but that's really what I do. I really, actually, especially in the workplace is getting people to do more of what they love. And, you know, I can give you one really quick snippet that happened even in the last 24 hours working with a, a young guy works for a, a major corporate and um, has become kind of disenfranchised with his world and he's like oh, I'm just done with serving the shareholder and doing everything for the shareholders benefit I'm just I'm just done with that I, I want out and I went okay so what do you love doing and uh, you know he went on and started talking about you know, he loves people and serving people and you know all, all of that kind of thing and 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 ultimately got to this kind of mind shift with him where he he realised that shareholders are people mm. and, in fact, the people that he loves serving uh, in, the, in the role of the work that he does are probably the shareholders of the company that he works for. And it was a complete flip for him because he went from having this I have to serve the shareholder to I actually love serving mm. people that are potentially shareholders. And oh, wow. And that's what I mean about discovering more of what you love. And when we do that, when we kind of get attached to, to that piece, 
those things that we have to do or feel that we have to do suddenly become something that we recognise we we not only feel called to do, but maybe are in fact called to do. And that's where the love lives. Oh, I love that. I love that so much that you shared that because I, I often see it as well. A lot of people get, I guess, disenchanted with their work um, and in the workplace and they get to this point. And I'm not sure if you're seeing a certain age group that, that this sort of happens with or whether it's a certain amount of time within, I guess, a certain company or anything. But they get to this point where it's like, I've got to leave. I've got to go and try something new or something like that. But then it, you're bringing them back to, hey, let's do that mindset shift. You may actually be doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely see that all the time. It's fascinating. Yeah. Really fascinating. yeah. So do you find there is a certain age group that this is sort of appearing in? These sort of questions about, you know, I'm not really happy with doing what I'm doing. Um. You know what I what I notice, it's it it happens in all age groups, but it's like so. For example, I see it in kind of late twenties, and it's like in the in those late twenties, it's almost like an awakening of adulting. It's, it's so they've they've maybe they've studied, maybe they've travelled, um, they've had a lot of fun doing lots of different gigs, and then it's like man I need to grow up or maybe they've had a child something actually happens in their life where responsibility takes on a a, a different frame of reference for them yeah and so there's this awakening around okay I, I think I need to find out what I'm meant to do with my life now <laughs> <laughs> what am I actually here for <laughs> it's true and then I'll say so, so that maybe maybe that's the twenties, and I'm and I am being a little bit sort of broad brushstroke as I as I say this, but then again, somewhere in the thirties, mid to late thirties, there's another awakening around. Um, okay, what am I kind of here to do, or is is there a career path for me? And do I want to climb a corporate ladder? Uh, you know, what is, what is my professional pathway? That those kind of questions start to emerge, and then. So that's sort of somewhere around the 30s. And it's interesting what I note there is there'll be some kind of pivotal path around corporate career path, own business, mm. <laughs> sort of entrepreneurial venture. Yeah, it seems to be very, um, I guess, structured that way. This It just seems to be one or the other. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then in that sort of 40s, it's a lot more around kind of bedding things down or it'll be, man, I've been in this gig for – how many years now and it's time for me to go out and do what I really want to do. It's like that, you know, that queen, mm. I've got to break free. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And it's a freedom. There's always this freedom aspect to it too. Yeah. You know, the conversations and stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and that's not dissimilar. Um, actually when working with people in their fifties and, and beyond even there's, it's almost just kind of dialing back. In fact, you know what I notice and um, aspire to for people that I work with in the, in their fifties, sort of like you know mid and beyond, is this piece around awakened wisdom that's gone. Man, what am I rushing for? Man, this is crazy. Why are we rushing? Right? It's, it's really gorgeous. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I aspire to that kind of balance. Yeah. That's fascinating. That's very hmm. fascinating. And so what are some, I guess, the common mindset things that you're finding in, in this space that people are struggling with um, shifting? 
Uh, okay. Wow. You learn how to pull out the really big questions, Myra. So I love that. Um, <laughs> I think so much of it comes back to, it comes back to identifying with purpose, meaning, knowing they're adding value, and um, and again that love piece, right? So, um, I've got this this little kind of model that that I run with called fear versus faith. Yep. Okay. <laughs> So stay with me. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. Share away, share away. Well, because this is this is where the common denominators play out. Somewhere in in this little you know battle that goes on within our psyche all the time. So faith for me is that that love side of the ledger. So it's a little acronym that says it's finding answers in the heart. Oh wow, beautiful. And or it's yeah, and it's all, or, and following answers in the heart. So not, once you've found them follow them right yeah yeah and and so that is always when, whenever you think about whenever I've worked with anybody and we get into the whole goal setting piece right and you ask them you know what what does it mean to you or what feelings does it evoke when you sort of think about that goal achieved or that goal lived and and, and so on and you take them through that experience it is always and I mean always in neon lights right it's always something that's love centric you know it's joyful it's happy it's purposeful yeah. it's enriched it's abundant it's you know happiness harmony all of that stuff right yeah. so that's what we desire somewhere on on that level mm-hmm. and then um but there's this fear piece so what gets in the way is that mind shift thing is that so fear false evidence appearing real mm. again it's yep. that number, it's the number we do on ourselves. So fear's got one job, one job only, and that is to interrupt anything faithful being realised. Because fear knows that you let faith out the box and you're unstoppable. Man. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> you're going to go change the world. And fear <laughs> knows it's got no place in a faith-fueled world, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. And, and fear is always associated with, and again, I can do the whole, you know, always in neon lights. Fear is that piece that is always anchored in comparison. It's that voice that says, you sure you really want to do that? Like, I mean, really? Are you sure you want to do that? Because, you know, and then it will play out the little story in your head that says you're not enough, you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you're not rich enough, you know, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. Um, it's the, It plays out the, the anxieties, it brings the doubts and the worries and it brings the anger, it brings all of those negative emotions that, that keep us separated from our sense of potentiality. Mm. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. So what else can you talk about? I guess this fear versus faith stuff. So it's basically a model that you use um, yeah. to assist people um, through some coaching. Is that correct? Basically. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's interesting in that. So there's a, there's a couple of um, processes that, that I use. Um, like I say, it really sits very much around that sort of faith-fueled mission piece. So I help I take people through a process to help them get really clear uh, around what their purpose is, mm. their faith-fueled purpose. And it's fascinating in that, actually, can I tell you it's really funny? Absolutely. I love when I do workshops and when I roll out the workshop, uh, sorry, when I sort of roll out the fear versus faith concept, 
and I, I kind of talk about, you know, welcome to Planet Utopia where everything is faith-fueled and everything's perfect and, you know, it all goes dynamically fabulously and nothing gets in the way because fear doesn't exist in Planet mm-hmm. Utopia. And I put it out to the group and I say, you know, what do you think life on Utopia might be like if nothing ever goes wrong and everyone gets to deliver on their, you know, their their finding answers in the heart routine, right? They know what their purpose is. And it's amazing the number of times people go, it'd be really boring. It would be really boring if nothing ever goes wrong. Wow. Yeah, I know. Really? Right? I'm surprised. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you get the odd person that goes, oh, it would be amazing. It would be blissful. It would be, you know, it would be perfect. Yeah. And, and But then you, you always, invariably, you'll get one or two people will throw out the whole oh, it would be so predictable and, oh, how would anybody ever grow if nothing goes wrong and mm. so on. Yeah. And, but then you ask them, okay, so if we bring fear to the equation, you know, what happens there? And do they, do they fill that page in 30 seconds flat? It's just like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, that's yep. real easy to imagine, right? Yeah. Um, but so, so then coming back to the faith field side, then when I work with them around they kind of, you know, have that epiphany around it's a beautiful tapestry when everybody's perfect, uh, process rather, and purpose is just a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we start to get into that, what I call the thick of the weave of service. When everybody's in service of each other, then um, that's where the dynamic lives. That's where the creative expression lives. That's where the expansion is. And that's where the lack of predictability exists. And when they kind of lean into that and then we start getting into how do you personally contribute to that utopian vision of possibility? It's fascinating how I've run this on thousands of people over the years now, right? No two processes have been the same. Exactly. And then when you, when you do that in the room, and when everyone stands up and starts sharing what their individual purpose is, and then they start, they hear it from each other. When you sit, the room just lights up mm. with like, oh, wow, I see how we connect. And I understand now why you're in my world. And this is, oh, my goodness, it's really awesome. Oh, that's amazing. When are you running another one? I'll, I might have to go to one of them. <laughs> Sounds like it'd be amazing to experience for sure. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And when you do that in a workplace, do you, wow, that so changes the dynamic within a, within a workplace, with organizations. It's very cool. Yeah. Wow. That's, oh, I love that. I love that story. That's fascinating. Yeah. Oh. Now you talked about connection. you started talking about connection. Everybody starts to see their connection um, to each other, perhaps even to themselves and alignment to themselves. Can you talk a little bit about, I guess, the connection side of things? Um, yeah. So there's a, Okay, so that's there's interest. So connection is key, right? That's where that's where the heartbeats, you know, meet each other, and and that's where we do live in the the thick of the weave. And it's really interesting, you know. I spoke before about, um, you know, somewhere at some point in time when we sort of make decisions to kind of go out on our own, like start our own business or start our own venture or whatever. Some of the things I see so often is people you know charge off into the wilderness full of you know hope and inspiration they're going to change the world you know and they think it's they just think it's going to be a certain way and it Mm. doesn't pan out that way and all that beautiful enthusiasm that that they had just dies because they're just exhausted because they've just been you know 
scattergunning their message and it not landing in the right place. Yeah. Um, and and you've got to understand, I've been doing this for 20 years, so yeah. <laughs> I've been doing yeah. it for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I've developed a, I developed a course a little while ago called The Art of Connection. Mm. And it's, it's really designed to help people to find their key message that helps them better connect with those that they are called to serve. Mm. And again, it's fascinating in the sense that, especially these days, you know, wonderful online world <laughs> where everything, oh, I'll just jump on Facebook and throw out a couple of posts and I'm sure people right. are flocking to my that's world, it. right? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Don't work that way, people. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I mean, it can work that way. I'm not saying mm. it doesn't work that way, but it's yeah. not a one-size-fits-all kind of deal. Mm. Um, and that's what the Art of Connection does. It helps you better explore who you are, what your purpose is, who it is you're called to serve, and who has influence over them, and then designing a meaningful strategy that actually connects you meaningfully in a way that isn't about you having to spam people and just, you know, send yeah, random messages out. It's really connecting meaningfully, passionately, purposefully. And so when you do actually connect, they feel like they've connected with a long lost friend because you actually connect with them in a meaningful way. Yeah. So, yeah. And yeah. no, that's great. And do you take people, I guess you're talking about um, helping them find their purpose, um, maybe looking at their values and stuff and getting into alignment to that. So is there a piece around, I guess, that inner connection to oneself? Very much so. Um, and this aligns beautifully with the faith piece. So I founded my business, sounds so quirky, but I founded my whole business on the notion of fun, mm. um, on the notion of fun. And so it's a little, it's a little saying that, that I have. It says, if it's not fun, it's not done. Mm-hmm. Find the fun to get it done. Share the fun and see it done. Oh, wow. Right. So... As quirky as it sounds, but fun also, and sorry to suck the fun out of fun here, by the way, because <laughs> uh, um, fun is an acronym, I figure. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, I talk about fun as, say, fun is find, use, nurture. Find that which lights you up. Find those joyful pieces, right? Mm. So, um, and it, again, it's a process. It's an exercise to, you know, discover these pieces that you're really passionate about. Then you can use that to actually build your vision and and formulate your vision. And the most important piece, the bit that people forget, is the nurture and nourish. And that's about celebrating your milestones, actually putting in place little incremental wins that you can celebrate so that you know that you are, you know, progressing, you're on mission and and so on. Like I say, if it's not fun, it's not done. So as we were kind of alluding to this before about, you know, people that are stuck in a stuck in a job that they hate mm. and we all know people like that you know <laughs> I was, I <laughs> been was. There. we've been there both of us we've been there <laughs> so, so sometimes you can get lucky and you can um like you say help them uncover that you know what you're actually doing what you're meant to be doing and they can have that fabulous you know shift and perspective but sometimes they actually have the epiphany and the realisation that, that really they're just in a toxic environment that they're just not aligned to. And the more they stay there, the more they're actually denying somebody who is a fit for that gig, right? So get out of the way and go be who you are in the world, right? Yeah. Go find the opportunities. And it's, you know, it's fascinating. Again, here's that fear versus faith. 
the number of times I've I've encouraged somebody to sort of you know step out in faith and go, you know what, it's you, you need to not be here anymore. And they're like, yeah, but I don't have another job, and I've got mouths <laughs> to feed and a mortgage to pay, and you know, okay, I understand that, I totally get that. But it's fascinating the number of times that the moment they take that step out, that that which they are actually drawn to and called to in a nanosecond just to you know stumbles across their path it's it's, it's so extraordinary it's, it happens so frequently um and uh I don't, I don't mean to sound delusional but you know <laughs> <laughs> no it's not delusional uh, but then the other piece is when when i said about you know, it's like you know find the fun to get it done it it does actually recognize that there are some jobs that and and processes that we do even now you and i we both love what we do now but there's still elements that we have to dig deep to find the fun for right yeah yeah it's just that's life and and that's that's called commitment so sometimes we need to connect to our core purpose to just commit to what it is that we need to do you know to yep. find the fun to realize that you know what we're doing right now maybe one day we can delegate it at some point in time but right now we need to grow through this and um and dig into that and then the the leadership component to that is the share the fun and see it done that's where you you take other people on the journey with you mm. and i do so much of that you know those, those workshops i was talking about before that's that's the leadership stuff that i do going into organizations and equipping and resourcing the personal leadership and you know the actual people leadership you know team leaders um, executive leaders and so on resourcing them with the communication skills and the resources to you know engage their people take them on the journey and you know realize amazing things <laughs> that's fantastic that's great i just i love the work that you do i it just it fascinates me that you're able to also bring it to the workplace and it's not just you know the individual and you're actually impacting you know leaders i mean that's fabulous to see yeah. so it's very cool it's very that's, cool. That's awesome. So do you feel, I mean, like you mentioned earlier, you've been in the coaching game for quite some time. Have you, I guess, found that perhaps like society has changed a little bit, you know, to be a bit more receptive around, I guess, the, the deeper connections that we need um, in our own lives, in the workplace and things like that? Um, there's definitely been a shift in awareness. Absolutely. And um you know, especially especially at a leadership game, you know, in the last, certainly in the last 10 years, and I've really seen this uh, in leadership workshops that I do, where there's been a really obvious shift away from managing to leading. And when, when I, what I mean by that is that, say 10, 10 15 years ago, there was, and not for everybody, but there was a, a definite mindset that the manager kind of told you what to do and, and uh, yeah, they, they were the boss. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Whereas, so it was that real kind of pyramid, uh, you know, org structure. Yep. Whereas the, it, is a much, it is very much a flat structure now. There's a lot of empowerment that comes from the, the leader and I use leader not manager quite intentionally because you know I, I think about the metaphor like the, the manager is kind of like you, you know holding the reins of the horse you know, <laughs> yep. kind of instructing the telling the horse where to go um, whereas 
the leader is very, very much more around, um, it's a kind of question driven. Okay, so if this is our goal, how do you think we should get there? Or, and, and really empowering that kind of, and fostering that, that empowered ownership in, in their team. And that's what I really recognise as being a really strong shift. And I've witnessed that change, and even generationally, I've, I've recognised that change. Mm. So, um, and I think one of the things that I, I recognise the most in that, and it's almost like a pet hate, if I can say in, in this way, when I hear, when I hear people talk about millennials as being entitled. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't see that. Yeah. I genuinely do not see that. As millennials are empowered. Mm. They're not entitled, they're empowered. Yeah. And they, they dare to ask the questions that challenge, you know, and, um, we need more of that. We do yeah. need more of that. Absolutely. So, yeah. And I think like, as you were describing before, I think they're wanting to show up just as they are, you know, and they're quite, they have the courage to do that where as opposed to probably previous generations where we're still working through some of our limiting beliefs and things like that. Yeah. Big time. You know, we can talk, you know, we talk about millennials, Gen X's, Gen Y's, baby boomers and so on those limiting beliefs are really evident in, in, in the baby boomers. And admittedly, you know, baby boomers are in that sort of in the workforce now transition to retirement kind of, kind of deal. Um, it's really interesting when you sort of recognize the, the pushback in, in that, in that mindset, you know, um, mm. cause they're, they're so taken aback by, hang on a second. In, in my day, <laughs> in, in my day, I did as I was told. Right? That's it. <laughs> and that's that. Seriously, is the mind shift that that's really evident. And the oh gosh, the the, the thing that I see that's done really well with some baby boomers is, is where they're totally receptive to the millennials, where they're going, "Gee, I wish I had your gumption when I was your age." Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. Um, and you know how different my career would have been, or 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 whatever. It's really it's quite fascinating and, and that's actually a real privilege to sort of sit in those conversations mm, yeah no that's that's great i love love that you brought that up about millennials because yeah that i feel they get a bit of a uh the raw deal with um some of the stereotypes that are out there so yeah um it was the same with uh well, i think gen y's and millennials are uh, almost one and the same there's just mm. you know, a couple of years between but um you know one of the observations that i make particularly when I facilitate the leadership groups and because I also deliver a couple of, you know, accredited programs, you know, around, you know, diplomas and frontline management and, um, and, and, and leadership. But if, you know, and when I'm in those groups, so I have quite a diverse offering from corporate industries and, and organizations that come into those forums. And so you get a good diverse offering of ages as well in, in, in that. And it's really fascinating when you do get the sort of, yeah, the Gen Ys, Gen Xs and, and baby boomers that are in, in those rooms. And it's fascinating when you, when you start facilitating those conversations, particularly around the audacity to ask for what you want. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I know. And, and there's, there's so much now around work-life balance. So, the you know the the very the, the deal is that you know inside the next five years a four-day working week will almost certainly be the norm not a five-day working week or even a six-day working week has been the tradition 
So there's a real change around, you know, how we work and it's really coming, coming into play. And so it's interesting then when I start, you start sort of getting that pushback from baby boomers when they're going, oh, yeah, you know, they think they can do that and, and, and whatever else. And, and I'll say, hang on a second, here we have a generation that are coming up, they've been raised by a family where um, they have seen their families break down. Um, they've seen illness, they've lost families or family members due to stress-related you know, illness and so on. So they've grown seeing the example of what being overworked and underpaid actually yeah. delivers, right? Yeah. So they've been, they've been raised seeing the wage slave mentality and then you wonder why they're coming up with a more empowered alternative saying, hang on a second, what if? So I say more of that, more of that. <laughs> more of that, much. absolutely, bring it. <laughs> yeah. Sure. So I guess one of the uh, themes here at A Groovy Enlightened Life is that we like to experiment, uh, get people to, you know, take steps and some actions and that around like, living a life on purpose and living in alignment to, I guess, their true self or their highest potential. You get, do you have any, I guess, uh, tips or tricks or can you share anything around that to help people, you know, to get into that space? Get into that space. Yeah. To find yeah. their purpose, get into alignment. Yeah. Okay, um, the first thing that I would, I would encourage people to do is to say, notice what you notice. Um, and that kind of means getting unplugged. Mm. <laughs> so listen to this podcast. It's a very good thing to listen to. <laughs> <podcast>. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in, in all seriousness, it's, you know, it's good to do these digital detoxes that we talk about now. It's, it's good to uh, take the time to, to disconnect to just, and it doesn't have to be for a long time. I'm, I'm actually, I'm not talking about disconnecting for a full day or a week or whatever. I'm talking about for five minutes at a time. Yep. Taking, taking these moments, just snapshots throughout the course of the day to step back and go, what am I noticing in this moment? Yep. And it's interesting because we start to notice different events. It might be a news story. It might be a book. It might be, um, you know, some music. It might be an article. Just It might be just somebody in the street that, that you notice. Pay attention to the, what gets your attention and start to jot it down. It's a really cool starting point. If you're in a place where you are lost, that is a great place to start. Just notice what you notice because in those in those observations is a really strong um, indicator milestone marker as to where your next step may be and and what my encouragement is for you when you like you might identify five key things that you start to notice with a with some sense of consistency and then my my, my piece is to to get you to look deeper into that and what are the emotions that actually start to um, come up for you when you think about what you've observed? And so it might be a, a call to serving a particular industry. You might find yourself recognising certain people in the community or certain stories about people in the community. And that starts to, um, it starts to invite your own curiosity around what might you do in, in that field? How could you contribute in that field? Um, 
and they are just some subtle little things that you can start to do that start to awaken your own sense of possibility if you're in that space of feeling lost. Mm. If you've got a little more certainty around what it is that you'd like to do and more power to you if you do have some confidence around what it is that you want to do, then start challenging yourself with some meaningful questions around that. Like if you know there is a particular career path or a particular community that um, you, you, know, you really feel called to show up in, then start asking the questions around, well, what would that mean for me? What might that look like? And start to, whether, use your skills. You, if, you, if you draw, great, start drawing pictures. If you write, start writing things out. If you speak, then great, speak it out but do something, use your skills, that, that which comes natural to you to start asking those questions, capturing those answers. And, and the more you do that, the, the more it opens your mind up and your awareness up and the opportunities start to present themselves to you. And I don't mean for that to sound all woo-woo and, <laughs> and, and loose, but That's okay. you know what I'm talking about, Maya, right? That's it. <laughs> I like to call it intuition. Well, I actually call it my spidey sense, but there you, know, you go. <laughs> whatever. You can call it whatever you like. <laughs> it's so true. It it's is so true. It is. And yeah. so the, and the more, the more and more you engage in that conversation with yourself, the more you start to attract those opportunities and the more you start to attract people to you that are more aligned to, you know, what the direction you feel, you know, confidently called towards. So, and that's when the opportunities start to open up. Yeah, no, they're perfect, perfect um, steps to take for sure. Thank you for that. So in the element of fun, I'll get onto one of my favorite topics, which is music. And Uh I believe you're a bit of a karaoke queen. Oh, stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Who isn't? (laughs) Who isn't a karaoke queen when they want to have some fun? That's it. (laughs) tell me about that was that just something that you just started doing one day or did you actually have some of those fear or limiting beliefs and you move through something to get to that space or um okay so let's clarify karaoke queen i don't do competitions (laughs) (laughs) but she's good for weddings no (laughs) not even (laughs) not even Or am I? I don't know, right? It could be a thing. <laughs> it could be a thing. Um, yeah, no, it, it's just it's just good fun. It's just a bit of fun. And, um, yeah, it is, you know, the, I, I do remember the first time that I just sort of, you know, stepped up to the karaoke thing. It is really intimidating. And and I hadn't been drinking either at that point in time because <laughs> we all know that we're awesome Liquid singers. Courage. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. But, no, I just, you know, I just, I love to sing and it's such fun and it just opens up parts of your brain and it's so expansive and so energizing. I just, I find that with music. It's a really good, um, Uh, whenever, whenever I am feeling, you said about limiting beliefs, right? Mm. Whenever I I find myself stuck and the fear, the fear of my own, my own fears, because I'm human, please Mm. let's be clear on that. (laughs) I don't hold myself out as any, you know, guru of perfectness. Right? That's it. That's it. I still have my own little fears that play out in my head. And the the biggest antidote, quickest antidote for me is that I, I will I'll put on some music and dance around the lounge or play a song and I start singing along. Um, it's not always a karaoke bar just down the road that I can <laughs> That you own, was it? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's just good fun. That's all. So yeah, that's good. Great fun. So I guess in that, you know, I guess uh, in the aspect of that, would you suggest that that's good therapy for people, you know, to get out of their comfort zone, you know, and to try new things like, you know, karaoke or dancing or whatever might might be for them? Absolutely. You know, anything creative, I would really so it might not be music, um, but it might be, um, you know, it might be creative writing like it might be poetry for example or it might be to learn a musical interest in instrument it might be to it might be to paint right but honestly anything that is expressive um and and creative expressive is a beautiful thing to do for you because something happens for us something happens um do you know that uh show is it with jerry seinfeld comedians and cars getting coffee have you seen that no, on Netflix? i haven't no i haven't it is so cool um because he he's got this old car collection um and they're cool old car like they're old porsches old ferraris and um and and when i say they're old they're, they're not in pristine condition by any stretch of the imagination um and he picks up comedians and he takes them for coffee in one of his old cars and so there's one where he takes jim carrey out for coffee and um so you know jim carrey's quite an eclectic character at the best of times and he's an artist and he's quite an amazing artist and he actually takes takes jerry into his one of his you know his art studios as in not his not a gallery like his actual studio where he's you know throwing paint around and whatever else and jerry asks him a question he says what is it that you like about painting and no what yeah what is it that you like about painting and he said because I get to create something new. Mm. So I get to create something that wasn't there before. Oh, wow. And, yeah, it really struck me. I thought, that's actually pretty awesome. And I, I kind of I remember I, I stepped away from that and I just thought, you know, we do, we do that every day if we choose to or if we even recognise it. And it really made me stop and think about, you know, what's your canvas? So it doesn't have to be paint and a canvas. It might be song. It might be, you know, dance. It can be anything. Where, where does your creativity show up? Um, and you can learn so much about yourself in that space. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing. So, Deb, what is, I guess, your big dream or your mission in the world? Hmm. Hmm. That's a really good question. Um, because it changes a lot, mm-hmm. but the consistent theme. Okay, if I could, if I could wiggle my nose and make it so. Um, I would love to. I would love to see Planet Utopia be real, <laughs> be manifested into being. Um, like in in all seriousness, but what that means to me is that uh, fear is vanquished. Um, the amount of, you know, the anxieties and, you know, mental health issues associated, you know, with depression and, and so on, I, I would love to see that banished. Yeah. So my big dream for the world is, um, you know, purpose is key. If everybody could find their purpose, even, um, you know, even just fleetingly, if they caught their purpose for a fleeting moment, 
mm. could latch onto that for a moment and give themselves permission to to ride that path um, and be open to what that possibility path actually presents to them. Wow, mm. that would be a, that would be a game changer, absolute Absolutely. game changer. And I, I would that's my vision for the world. If everybody could connect to that, and I mean I everybody, it. that would be amazing. I love it. I love it. So thank you, Deb, for being on the show today and sharing your wisdom and um, spending time with us. Are there any final words that you would like to to share at all? My final words is thank you, Maya, for, for having me. And and more than that, I, I really I want to thank and acknowledge you for um, honouring your faith, your own faith, your admission. You know, you found and you followed your own answers in your own heart and keep doing what you're doing because, you know, you're changing lives, girl. You're connecting people to their purpose. So, That's it. yes. Thank you very much, Deb. <laughs> Thank um, you. I hope you enjoyed the episode today. Deb is a beautiful person and I love her fun spirit and I just love how she shares her, her wisdom um, with the world. If you'd like to get in touch with Deb, find out a little bit more about her and what she does in the world, head over to sagacityrising.com forward slash A-G-E-L-008. If you'd like to continue this conversation around fun, around faith versus fear, around the art of connecting with people, connecting with your true self, then head over to tribe.agroovyenlightenedlife.com and come and join us for some fun. Stay groovy, my friends. My out. 